I spit on your god. I'm the witch finder. Me, Albano. You have me arrested and I'll make you the laughing stock of the whole country. Tear out my tongue, but before you do, I'll make them laugh. I'll tell them you rape women, you burn innocent people, that you kill for money, that you're impotent. A video nasty, 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 a video nasty. Welcome to It's a Nasty World, the podcast all about the video nasties and censored cinema. My name is Ashley McNasty, here with my co-host, Elmo415. And so, uh, I guess a slight warning for this one, uh, I guess... I think you've kind of noted this about this film, that this might technically, under kind of a broad definition, be considered one of the first torture porn films. Yeah, so I would say the content warning for this would be um, extreme torture and sexual assault. I would say those are two things that are very rampant in this movie throughout the entire thing. So you have been duly warned uh, about what we'll be discussing today. And the movie we're discussing today is 1970's Mark of the Devil, starring Udo Kier. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I got mad love for Udo Kier. Shout out to Udo. for real, he's the fucking hottest twink in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, no, he's, he's got, like, he's got that mad Harlequin romance novel energy to him, but instead of being, like, a beefy Fabio type guy, he's just a twink. And it's kind of fucking owns. Yeah, in my notes I put... Udo Kier looking fine as fuck and should pound my bussy. I mean, seriously, Udo, Udo Kier, I don't care how old you are, but just pound my bussy. I mean, to be fair, I've seen some recent pictures of him. He's looking fine for his age. Yeah, so Udo Kier is uh, still officially a smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess this movie is, it's a, it's a classic kind of, um, you know, witch fight. It is all about the kind of witch hysteria that took place between the, uh, I think, like 1500s through 1700s. This one seems to be set in the early 1700s. Uh, it is, uh, it, 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 it tries to purport to be historically accurate. Um, but it's, uh, uh, I don't really know if I want to get into that section just quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a little historical inaccuracies in the intro of the film. But... Wait, really? Historical inaccuracies in a video nasty film that was a very cheap West German uh, ripoff of the much more popular 1968 Witchfinder General starring Vincent Price? No. How could it ever be historically inaccurate? I mean, what makes this one really special is that in the advertisements, it said it was rated V for violence. And if you saw this in movie theaters, you got your own complimentary barf bag. No, it, honestly, yeah, this is one of those like, okay, we're like really playing up how violent this is as like part of the marketing for it. And I think it worked out pretty well because the film ended up getting a sequel uh, a couple years later. And, uh, it allegedly uh, outgrossed the film it was ripping off, uh, Witchfinder General, so which made I think one point five million back in the late sixties. So you know, do the math now with inflation. It you know made some pretty good money. So in this case, this allegedly outgrossed it. So ended up having a sequel. Uh, did pretty well in the box office. That being said, this is total exploitation filmmaking. 
at its finest, like yeah. kind of some good French, you know, a good chef's kiss uh, to just like, oh yeah, this is good and trashy. <laughs> yeah, well, it, um, you know, I think it's marketing definitely helped with... Uh, putting the movie on the video nasties list. I'm sure all the, uh, all the, uh, marketing like the V for violence and the vomit bag in case you're too grossed out, probably really helped contribute to making this movie become one of the seized video nasties. Well, I, to be fair, I, I think that may have contributed to the financial success of the film. I think the reason that they may have, uh, the more likely reason this film may have been banned, just watch the film. It's it, this actually is a very violent film. It's very violent for 1970, and frankly, some of the violence still holds up even in 2022. Uh, just as being like, oh yeah, this is kind of a shocking. Like you know, they don't cut away, they don't imply, they just straight up show some torture happening, and kind of in the crassest, most exploitative way. But still, they're showing it back in 1970. So it's uh, like, yeah. I think some of the more violent films that have been shown up to that point were like. Bonnie and Clyde just kind of, you know, which that was a big picture. Um, that was a big studio picture, but it still, it had a level of violence that uh, film goers were not really used to at the time, but it kind of had this um, greater veneer of artistic legitimacy behind it. It was a big picture starring Warren Beatty. Uh, and I think it got nominated for some awards and uh, a lot of awards. And whereas this only a couple, I think that was 1968. This is only a couple years later has just this unseen level of violence in cinema up to this point. Yeah. I mean, there was no such thing as torture porn like back then. Cause you know, I mean all the, uh, all the saw and hostile viewers, you know, would probably not be super phased by the violence in this. But when you, when you take uh, what the violence was for its time, and actually, even now, I even saw a bl- uh, article on you know bloodydisgusting.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there were that there was actually a whole article about how some of the violence and the disturbing elements of this movie still hold up even to today's standards, and that's 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 quite saying a lot for a website like yeah. bloodydisgusting.com. But don't take Bloody Disgusting's word for it. Watch the film yourself. We yeah. did, and um, yeah, actually. Actually, it really does it it's it's still a pretty violent movie and even for you know those you know we've watched just a shit ton of these things already so we're a bit desensitized to a lot of the kind of simulated violence of these films it's like this one kind of still meets that minimum threshold of oh fuck you know like with a few scenes yeah yeah there's definitely some stuff that could that would be definitely unsettling to today's viewers still but also on the other hand, so you have some like pretty harsh violence, but it's also in combination with um, this is a cheap ass West German film uh, made shot in 1969, and like it, the fashions clearly show the fashions clearly show like they they make very little attempt to do like super accurate period. It's mostly like okay. A very, very busty actress in, um, like, a St. Pauli girl type outfit. But it all has, like, late 60s color scheme. So, like, uh, her top is, like, a bright orange. And then her bot- and then her skirt is, like, a, a violet. And so, it, like, it basically kind of has, like, Daphne from Scooby-Doo, like, color scheme going on. And then, like, the hair and makeup are so fucking on point for, like, 1969, very specifically. And everyone is dubbed uh, because, like, 
basically they said like the cast spoke like the cast of the film spoke like six different languages and so no one knew what they were saying to each other so pretty much everyone has to get dubbed over udo kier's uh udo kier's lines are the only ones that sync up with his mouth (laughs) (laughs) it's like so the rest of this movie is like it's very fucking goofy and weird and just like the fuck (laughs) yeah one thing i will give this movie um with all those errors you spoke about but one thing i would say very positive about the creation of this film is i would say the uh the practical effects like the gore it holds up well there wasn't really a whole bunch of because with a lot of these video nasties you know and with like some of the older horror movies you can point to that and be like that looks so that looks fake that looks fake that's a doll that's a prop that's a drop like or just i didn't like, really feel the, that with yeah. this movie like i felt like uh as far as practical gore and effects they did really good with what they had yeah it's like to, to the point where i wasn't really even thinking about like oh look how phony these ones look these effects look yeah just, like because even some of the older ones, like, oh, you know, it's fake, but it still looks gross, you know. But this this is kind of that, where it's like, oh, I wasn't even really thinking about, yeah, like, how fake they look. It was just more like, oh, shit, this is happening, and they're kind of going for it. And, you know, like, yeah, my suspension of disbelief was kind of in full effect at that point. Yeah, I would say there, yeah, there wasn't, um... There, there wasn't, like, a whole bunch of parts where, um, because, like, uh, you know, I watch a lot of these uh, 70s and 80s horror movies and, you know, stuff that you can tell is clearly a plastic prop, you know. I didn't, I didn't have any of those moments watching this movie, so. I mean, we haven't done these films yet, but if you're going to compare, uh, I think it's a fair comparison, too, because uh, it's um, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula, uh, the two films that have Andy Warhol's name uh, very precariously attached to them, uh, both starring Udo Kier, both uh, kind of Italian slash West German productions, uh, kind of filmed in northern Italy. This one was filmed in Austria, but it's all still in the Alps, so it all looks the same. And those have comparatively just absolutely atrociously dumb special effects in them. Yeah, they're the practical effects and gore in the Andy Warhol Udo Kier movies. Yeah, they're they're really bad, and there's so there's there's tons of parts where you're like, that's a plastic head, that's a plastic hand, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. This movie, you're, you, I wasn't sitting there like no. being like, this is you know. So the only thing that kind of looked where it was like it took me out a little bit was when that woman's tongue gets ripped out, where it's like, okay, I've seen better. Yeah, but yeah. even then, it's like the rest of the. It's like if that's the film's one sin, effects wise, yeah, it's fine. Still passes. Yeah, yeah. and and it wasn't it it wasn't like sloppily done to the point to where like no, you know, where somebody is, you know, because I mean, obviously, we're gonna be looking for these errors more because we're reviewing them. But I think the average viewer would definitely not be uh, <laughs> not super know. phased. Yeah, <laughs> I just think some of the best like ripping off effects I've seen recently too uh we're from that movie uh death drop gorgeous uh, oh yeah that yeah. was that yeah, was great get, like guy gets his dick ripped off and it's like okay it, it's actually a pretty good effect yeah so it's like yeah it's like it wasn't that good though i mean yeah. so we've talked a lot about um we've a talked lot of, a lot about the yeah, around the around film. the movie let's so get into let's the get into the actual movie itself you know yes yes so it is in the mid 1700s it is, uh, we are in Austria. 
I thought it was in the 1500s or no. No, no, no. They all have three-cornered hats and like the oh. weird George Washington style hair. Okay, it's um, 1700s. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, 1500s is a bit more like a Shakespearean Queen Elizabeth kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so it's the yeah, mid 1700s. Uh, so we have some immediately we kind of been established. There's some highwaymen who. I don't really understand how this really works in with the opening credits, but some highwaymen, uh, like capture and rape a, um, like a cart full of nuns and one monk. Well, that actually, that does tie into the plot Oh, how plot does it tie later. in? Please explain. Sorry. The plot in this film gets a little bit hard to connect at times. Well, it, I think it, what it ties in later is you remember when the, uh, when the original witch hunter, a witch finder, is talking to the he's the Baron and he's like he's like, I know you I know you rape, I know you murder and stuff. So I think uh, I think what he was saying later in the movie was uh, actually I referring see. to it's that can, first scene. And right, of course right. I've seen this I saw this movie once before, so I think it's like easier right, right. for me to so do that. They're kind of establishing it. that whatever this this area, this village is is having is kind of under under the thumb of the witch finders it is it is being constantly persecuted and watched for witches and they kind of have their run you know their run of the place and this one old creepy weird guy in particular whose name is albino he is not albino by the way uh but his name is albino uh and that's very odd and very strange but i'll just probably be referring to him as the old gross guy yeah because he's just old and gross and creepy rapey dude yeah. and uh he kind of seems to have uh the kind of the run of this town he is you know immediately we're you know we see him you know tar and feather a guy and then sentence two women to be burned burned alive for witchcraft yeah and and then basically kind of goes into the local tavern as you know where we find Udo Kier has recently arrived and it turns out oh he's an out of town witch finder of a little bit higher authority yeah one thing I wanted to point out about the first scene is like the first guy gets tarred and feathered and chased and then the women get just yes. burned to death which kind of which you know I think it establishes that that these these uh, witch finders, they just really hate women, and the witch trials were a really good opportunity to exert their their uh, power and um, and their misogynistic ways. Because it does seem like the the men get easier punishments than the women do in this movie. Wait, you mean just like in real life? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> oh yeah, but but I'm saying yes, that yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I'm, no, they no, they do, they do, and they, I, I, think I think they intentionally establish that. No, is it, what I'm it's, saying. it is very intentional, and it's it's very strange for as uh, trashy and exploitative as this film can get at times. If you actually kind of take a step back and kind of like analyze it from a big picture point of view, like the film actually has like a pretty like based set of politics behind it like it's it's very it has very it has anti-clerical anti-authoritarian kind of like it's very a cab style politics about the film or you know because a a wab uh, all witch finders are bastards yeah uh, it's it is kind of has this anti-authoritarian kind of like people rise up streak to the whole film and so i think it's it is that uh style where it's like we're gonna have our cake and eat it too and that we're going to be trashy and exploitative by showing and reveling in all these awful, horrible things. But then we're also going to castigate 
these people for doing these awful, horrible things, but we still get to enjoy it and watch it. Yeah, and this is one of those movies that people are can be very torn between the, is this a, a film of, of social commentary that has a message to it, and then like it's divided with other people that are like, this is just grindhouse, 70s, exploitation, filth, graphic violence, just an excuse to show violence towards yeah, women. Exactly, so. the social, the, so, the, the kind of social commentary is just the fig leaf in order to kind of, you know, get low down and dirty. Yeah. And, oh boy, so immediately we are... And in this... So, back to the film. Uh, In this bar scene, we're also introduced to the heroine of the movie, uh, Vanessa, uh, who is played by an incredibly beautiful Serbian actress, uh, who also... Who uh, makes no attempt whatsoever at uh, period... uh, period makeup or period uh dress style at all just looks straight out of 1969 and is clearly there as eye candy um and does a great job at it yeah they 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 want to make sure that the audience develops a crush on vanessa immediately because she's also one of the you know the main protagonists of this film and you know that that is definitely like a setup because yeah it seemed like She's in these gorgeous outfits, and everybody else is dressed like poor commoners, you know. Yeah, and, and like, oh yeah, and they like, it's like, if, if I need to describe her in two words, it's basically like the most beautiful person of 1969 transfer uh, transferred back into 1750, but then also heaving bosoms. Yeah, and like that is a huge part of her costuming in this, and yeah, like heaving bouncing bosoms and yeah. they, they they fully make use of that in the film and like it, that, that is where it gets really exploitative yeah. in a way that i'm totally complaining about <laughs> yeah you yeah you you looked you looked really offended by that when we were watching it. <laughs> oh incredibly i was just i think it's, it's very offensive <laughs> so um yeah um so i'm, I'm looking at the notes and it kind of gets into um yeah, so the, the old so the old gross guy uh, is like the local witch finder. He starts to uh, grope Vanessa, tries to rape her, uh, starts trying to poke at her with this like small needle, trying to prove that she has the mark of the devil on her and that she is in fact you know because she has spurned his advances and is in fact a witch. Uh, Udo Kier steps in, saves the day, and has the guy oh, has the and, guy whipped. <laughs> oh, and before she actually gets a knife and cuts his face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which, she cuts the the witchfinder's face, who's trying to assault her, which I think also establishes this witchfinder's very heavy grudge against Vanessa because it's like he is really adamant about her um, her witch trial and execution while there's others being hesitant, but he's got his own personal grudge because she's, um, she's left a permanent mark on his face from defending yeah. herself. So I think that, you know, that kind of adds to the yeah. witch finder's seething resentment against her very specifically. Yeah, I guess it's kind of nice, too, that she's like, they, you know, especially for the time period, she's not a totally helpless character in the film, although they do do plenty of damsel in distress stuff with her. Like, she always, seems like she always has a little bit of agency about her, even if it might not be completely in the way that we might want it in like you know nowadays 
Yeah, I like how she constantly, like, calls everybody out for being just, like, complete cowards who, like, won't do anything. Oh, totally, yeah. It's like, you know, it's something we talked about while watching the movie is that it's like, you know, these people in in authority are are very outnumbered and nobody here really wants this to be happening, you know? Why doesn't somebody do something? And then, well, spoiler alert, luckily that is directly addressed in the film by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and I do like how she she does constantly call that out. Yeah, and uh, so then she develops a a romance with uh, Udo Kier shortly afterwards. Uh, Yeah, Udo Kier rescues her and he kind of starts coming to her defense, too. Yeah, he comes to her defense. Finally, it's like, no, you have no grounds to arrest this woman for, you know, witchcraft and whatever. You, like... Get your paperwork in order, literally. And then, fine, I will get my paperwork in order. But So, in between them getting the paperwork in order and saving, uh, getting saved, they develop a romance. They go prancing through a meadow to show how in love they are. Uh, Boobs are bounced. Um, Romance is had. Kisses are had. Um, And then, but eventually she is arrested, uh, finally arrested on this. And then as the kind of the bigger witch finder kind of above Udo Kier, his mentor, what's his name lord cumberland finally yeah. arrives uh and he decides that no she is in fact a witch and she'll stand trial for her crimes and needs to confess so yeah udo kier is kind of he's like he's like the good apple he's like the good witch finder he is the jim gordon of witch finders who needs who needs a, a Batman to come out and to help and help him on defeating the corruption that's going on in the, in yeah, the right. system yeah. that's allowing the crime to run rampant in the streets. Hashtag not all witch finders. <laughs> not all witch finders. So it's so at this point it's I forget exactly what's going on in the plot. Once again, the plot's not it's a little hard to understand exactly what's going on in the film at any given time because they kind of intersperse it with torture scenes of uh, unfortunates who've been captured by the witch finder. Yeah. You know, various thumb screws and brandings and uh, being stretched on the racks and all sorts of horrible things that is happening to naked women uh, all over this. Yeah. And, uh, but was it? It's established that Lord Cumberland does not like this kind of local, gross old witch finder albino. Yeah. And, well, he wants to do the same evil stuff that they're doing, but he wants to do it in a more, um, in a more, uh, in a more presentable way, yeah. and to look more professional about yeah, it. Because yeah. essentially, you find later he's doing. This guy is doing all the same evil, horrible stuff. Yeah. This guy's he's doing exploiting it. people for money. He's ex- he's doing it for sex and rape and just like all like doing it for all the worst reasons he's you know they i think he says like we're both wish finders here you don't need to pretend around me we know why we're doing this yeah and like like no no you like you're, you're being too loud about it i'm trying to be a bit more subtle about it and have some presentability yeah, yeah. and then so eventually he starts like no i know where all the most beautiful women are i know who we can you know exploit for money it's like if you sell me out i'll tell everyone about what you've done i'll tell you you're a rapist or this or that and then, you're impotent uh, yeah, that's when 
that's when the that um, the old gross witch finder he gets he gets strangled right there because he doesn't want anybody to yeah. know he's impotent. Yeah. And that scene really proves that this guy is seriously suffering for some yeah. from some impotence. Lord Lord Cumberland got that soft dick problem. Yeah. He um yeah he, maybe he should be uh, I don't know drinking a little less maybe eating healthier I don't know but drinking less eating eating a bit healthier taking some blue chews. Yeah. By the way, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew, the one and only chewable tablet for male. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not sponsored by Blue Chew. By the way, Blue Chew, if you're here, um, we would be very happy for your sponsorship. Uh, and we we work in uh, dick pills into any, or sorry, dick chewable tablets into uh, any of our films. So just putting out that there. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking, was that commercial? Talk to your doctor if Cialis is right for you. <laughs> I just show all these impotent witch finders. Oh, no, I'm picturing, was it, remember Insight? Oh, Insight. Insight, no, we have with Smiling Bob. Yeah, but it's like Smiling Bob the Witch Finder. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. one thing that is really brought up so much throughout this movie is the um, the impotence thing. Like, a lot of the women that are being accused of making, of well, putting spells well, it's across Vanessa. the... Well, it's Vanessa. It's Vanessa specifically. Yeah. She's, like, she, like, yeah, a lot of the women are accused of putting, like, you know various illnesses and sicknesses upon the land but vanessa specifically is accused of afflicting the men of the village with impotence (laughs) so and and so and this this is enough for for lord cumberland to like oh yeah no she's definitely a witch yeah, yeah. If she's causing it. She, if she's making my dick soft, she's definitely a witch. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so hot, but I should be like hard right now. <laughs> yeah, I the, like. I don't know. All I can think about is to like make boner pill and impotence jokes. Like it's such I mean, a big part. Of it, no, it's it. true. It's a huge theme in this film. It seems to be the motivating. Like, the main motivating factor for Lord Cumberland and the villains of this film. Yeah, it's like, it's like, dudes be mad, they can't get boners, so they turn full incel and start killing all the women. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that is one way to actually sum up the movie, like, if you're trying to, like, describe something poorly, you know? Yeah, no, pretty much. (laughs) So, yeah, so, Lord Cumberland kills the old gross witch finder, uh, for, you know, telling him that his dick is soft. And uh, then Udo Kier witnesses this, but says nothing. Yeah. And as it goes along, it seems like even though now the old gross witch finder is dead, his lackeys are still going around town and kind of drunkenly accosting people and accusing them of witchcraft and breaks into a woman's house who's putting on a puppet show for her children. And they say like they're accusing the you know, like she speaks through the devil through these puppets. They try to steal souls and put them into there. It's like yeah. they're 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 puppets, and so now she's being taken. You know, the the person who is very very clearly innocent is being taken in, and uh, but of course, you know, she's still being proclaimed guilty and is having to be punished and tortured, and it it just kind of goes on with it. It's just another excuse for a torture scene and for Lord Cumberland to do a rape on her, and it's gross and luckily they don't really show you a whole lot and it's betrayed portrayed as um uh supposed to be an upsetting thing even though they don't really show you a whole lot so at least it's like okay for the era it's like it could have been worse you could have just been showing a lot of tna and kind of like really overly sexualizing the rape scene but it's yeah. like okay at least at least you don't really show a whole lot and you're supposed to be making kind of like a a bad event yeah yeah <laughs> if there's definitely. anything to be said for it but 
So at this point in the film, I gotta I gotta tell you here. So this film is a little. It can be a bit for all the things that happen in it and all the scenes of torture. This film can be strangely unmemorable at times. So we're just gonna kind of skip forward a little bit yeah. and kind of just get towards the end of the film because frankly, there, there's really not. We've kind of talked about all the truly interesting things about this film already. But we're just kind of fast forward a little bit here. Yeah, so. well, yeah, because I mean, all they're really I could one thing that makes this almost like the first torture porn movie is like when you think about a torture porn movie, it's like there's a bare bones plot. And then there's a bunch of horrible things that happen in between and then it ends somehow, which this actually has the same formula. Like if you've seen any torture porn horror movies, it's like, have you seen Saw? Have you seen Hostel? It's going to have like a vaguely similar formula where you have a series of large torture set pieces that are kind of like the big, you know, meaty parts of the film that, you know, are getting the butts in the seats, and then you have a kind of a plot built around those. Yeah, so there's a lot of plot being built around it, and, um... But the plot built around this one isn't particularly that engaging, and it takes its time a little bit, even though it's only an hour and a half film. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. eventually, uh, uh, Udo Kier's faith has been, in the system, has been shaken, after witnessing his mentor uh, murder another man. Uh, mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, Vanessa, uh, with Udukir's help, escapes from the dungeon uh, and goes back to the local tavern where she, uh, in, where she incites and riles up the, uh, the townsfolk and encourages them to uh, storm the castle where the witch finders are because it's it's barely defended and there's really not very many of them and And they can just go in and take it. Yeah. And it's the, the rise of the yield Antifa. (laughs) Yield Antifa line up, line up. Yeah. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye, yield Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so yeah, the, the people finally realize that they completely outnumber the people who are controlling them and they just all out revolt. They start storming the castle. They get, one more execution in. And now then... it's not torches and pitchforks. It's just pitchforks because they clearly didn't have the budget to do a night shoot for this. And they just shot it during the day, but pretty good shots of, you know, all the villagers kind of running up and storming this place, you know, throwing guards off bridges and shit and just stabbing people and causing torture and mayhem. Yeah, uh, I have an inability to say pitchfork without saying torches for some reason. It's hard. No, you want to say you want to say you have pitchforks and torches. You know, it's yeah. like it's the classic, you know, angry villager thing. But they 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 blue balled us on that a little bit. But you know, it's it's a good enough and exciting enough scene that we'll give them a pass. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, you know, uh, the the puppet show lady is uh, spared just before she's killed. But there's blood and mayhem and fire everywhere and eventually some of the uh gross old witch finders lackeys are um uh they they take they they kind of rile up another crowd and get you know string up udo kier and end up uh executing him uh because he also was a witch finder even though he never witch found anyone well, what's weird is somehow one of the main witch finders is in the crowd executing him with the mob of people who are yeah. rebelling against the witch finders. So 
when Udo Kier gets killed at the end of the movie, it's it's it's, it's a, a little weird. It's, it's like, confusing. Wait, well, I'm like, sorry, like wait, what's happening? I thought they would have been going after this guy, but now he's leading yeah. a mob, and it's like, okay, you just wanted to have a dramatic ending and just decided to say fuck it. Yeah, yeah. how does Lord Cumberland die? Because I know he gets killed. I don't remember. I I really don't remember how Lord Cumberland gets killed. Yeah, I. You know what? I think this is about a good time for some uh, Springer's final thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot shorter than most of our episodes. Uh, there wasn't, I, I don't, I was under the impression that it would have a lot more to talk about about this movie, but I didn't. But um, if I'm going to say my final thoughts is that this is enjoyable-ish, like. I would say it's kind of more entertaining as, you know, if you're trying to get the whole grindhouse 70s feeling and like, you know, go for the, you know, if you want to see some really um, classic exploitation. But I mean, besides that, as a movie, it's not that interesting. As I say with some of these movies that they'll definitely have more of an appeal to the grindhouse enthusiast than, you know, any than. Uh, but as a as a movie as a whole, it's not that great. I mean, Udo Kier is, is awesome in it and there's some awesome practical effects. But yeah, I would just call this an OK-ish movie. You can either watch it or don't. It won't change your life if you watch it or if you don't watch it. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's it, yeah. This one really is like a, this is more of like okay. Listen, if you have some like-minded friends, put this film on the background and just let you and just vibe to it and just like have it, you know, have it there. Just kind of let it wash over you. Occasionally checking it out. It's got good enough visuals for the most part and kind of like really that late '60s aesthetic is that you know even in kind of like especially like you know late '60s aesthetic period pieces that don't really try particularly hard to you know do period accurate costuming has this very specific look and vibe to it and this kind of like really is kind of like that embodiment of that style and aesthetic and kind of has these ultra saturated colors to it so if you want to like just stick this kind of on and just kind of just have something to kind of half watch yeah. uh yeah this is a good one i mean this is far from the worst film we've ever reviewed but at the same time there's just the plot of the plot of the film, there just there just really isn't that much to kind of keep you going in the film, and just there's not enough plot built around these torture set pieces to kind of continue justifying it. I mean, yeah. I honestly would say if you really want to watch, and we're gonna have to do this movie, and hopefully somewhat, hopefully soon. But if you really want to watch a movie that kind of covers very similar ground, but is incredibly well done, I'd say watch uh, The Devils, which is also from the same year. So, mm. yeah, Ken Russell's The Devils, uh, like, excellent film that is, that, that verges on being trashy and exploitative, but ultimately transcends it, and I think qualifies as high art. Yeah, so, and I am, I'm going to say the last sentence I'm going to say in this podcast, and then I am done. Udo Kier, fuck my bussy. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Nasty World. I'm Ashley McNasty. I'm Elmo415. Stay nasty. A video nasty, 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 a video nasty
video nasty Video nasty, you cannot rent this Your VHS been deemed offensive Smuggling flicks like we hustling bricks Your video stole, got the plug for the shit The DDP won't let it be You might get arrested for what you see Might go to jail with a couple of late fees Movies and sales could drive you crazy at least that's what they said Films like absurd and faces of death So many films, google the rest The covers themselves got the senses upset Can cinema kill? It's hard to imagine Time to take a look and examine A video nasty It's about to get ghastly A video nasty, a video nasty 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 Video nasty, a video nasty, a video nasty.